For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. This holiday at Metro by T-Mobile, the big 5G upgrade just got better because now Metro has the largest selection of free 5G phones and prepaid, like the Samsung Galaxy 5G. And Metro gives you one line of unlimited 5G data for just 25 bucks a month with 5G included at no extra cost. So you'll be able to stream, snap, upload, and share the holiday cheer all season. Ring in the holidays with the big 5G upgrade from Metro. Get unlimited 5G and a brand new 5G phone when you switch and trade in. More choices on free 5G phones, more savings, and more 5G coverage at no extra cost. All with the power of the T-Mobile 5G network. That's how you get more for the holidays. Only at Metro. After 24 months, $25 price may increase. Limited time in store only. No tethering. Unlimited on network only. Required port from eligible carrier. Congested data users greater than 35 gigabytes per month. Notice lower speeds and Metro customers notice lower speeds versus T-Mobile due to deprioritization. Video at 480p. See store for details. Tiger fans, welcome to episode 208 of the official Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club podcast, bringing you all the latest news, updates, and buzz surrounding your mighty JSU Tigers. I am the Corey C. Be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast to be notified of all future episodes. Apple Podcast listeners, rate and review the show and everyone. Follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. It all helps the cause, which is the I love, Jackson State University. Back in the booth with me today is Zoe. What up, Zoe? What's going on, Corey C? What's up, the I love family? <laughs> I hear it in your voice, man. <laughs> I hear it in your voice. Also, we have the big Aristotle himself, Shaq. What up, big Shaq? What up, what up, what it do, True Blue, you? Yes, sir. <laughs> Fellas, another great day to be a Tiger. An amazing day at the vet. The weather was perfect. The stadium yes. was packed to near yes. capacity. The atmosphere was electric. And most importantly, the team was victorious. Talk to me. Yes, sir. Hey, I can't complain. You just summed it up, baby. You just summed it up. Yeah, man. It's an that awesome day to be a Tiger. Team brought out the win. You know, this is the best record that Jackson State has had with since the early '60s. What can you? What you can't complain about? Nothing. Hey, well, man, we're ten and one. We're ten and ten one. And one. Nothing to complain about. I think this may be the first time that Jackson State fans can't complain. You know how we are, but this game, man, it was a defensive battle early, though. Talk about some old-fashioned 
tough physical football from both sides. So what were you guys seeing early on in the game defensively? Battle well, of the trenches. Battle of the trenches. Yeah, this game is sums up. This was by far, in a way, the most physical game we played this season. Uh, both uh, both lines uh, for both teams, uh, the physicalness and the physicality, uh, it was evident. It was there early. It was there late. And um, it was the point of emphasis in this game. This was a line of scrimmage games. But we showed our will. We showed our grit. We showed our fight. And this team uh, was not going to be denied. That was the thing that really shined. Even with all the ebbs and flows of the game, you know, we only gave a one bad play the entire day. But even with that, man, we we, we stared uh, adversity in the face and we just wouldn't be denied. Yet again. Hey, I agree with you, man. Games like this where, you know, it's a rivalry game, it's a heated game, you know, you can you you can throw the record book out on games like this because – of the intensity that's going to be uh, evident at the start of the game. So it was a battle of the trenches, especially in the first and second quarter. As the game started to progress, I think our front four, front seven for that matter, started to get the best of all corn and, um, and pulled out the victory. So look, shout out to those guys on the front seven for, you know, pushing the envelope and basically getting after the ball, man. I mean, they, they played tremendous for for the entire game and, and basically got out to Felix. And and basically, uh, I think they did a great job of dictating the tempo and 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 letting them um, you know, they forced Alcorn into some some major mistakes going into the, the, the second and third quarter. But you know, I, I can't say enough about it, man. They're too powerful up front, up in the middle. Uh, and then you got you got the linebacker core, you got Keontae, and you got Aubrey Miller coming off the edges and coming up the middle, man. It's just it's a tough it's a tough assignment for any team, man. And they they really persevered and, and showed how tough they were in this game. Definitely, you know, the defense again they showed up uh, throughout the game, but early on it was it was kind of ugly. You know, we talk about that smart, fast, tough, and discipline. Well, this team wasn't very disciplined defensively, especially in that first half. Three pass interferences a face mask, and they continued to extend drives. And, and that gave Alcorn, that put Alcorn in a position to score their only three points of the half. And that's just something that we've been talking about. But why does this continue to plague us defensively with these penalties? That's a great question. Um, I don't know, man. It's, it's a head scratch. It, it really, really is. I mean, we we actually made a great play and shot ourselves in the foot at the same time. Mm-hmm. And we mm-hmm. did it on multiple plays make an outstanding play and shooting yourself in the foot. Uh, we uh, Discipline was the one thing we did not have for the entirety of this game. Um, I think we actually got our season high in penalties. I think we got our season high in penalty yards. Um, I, 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 I can't put my finger on it. But it, 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 I'll just say, you know, again, the fact that we had all of that shooting ourselves in the foot and we overcame that to win the game that speaks to the talent and the grit of this team. But that's the one thing we're going to have to, um, you know, work on, you know, with this, with this upcoming bye week um, definitely work on that. I mean, because that's one thing when you talk about a championship setting that can really bite us in the foot, you know, um, to, to sit here and, and, and put forth this great effort and then to turn around and, 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 and hurt yourself. It's almost like, you know, um, 
<laughs> working on credit. That one bad thing uh, will, mm -hmm. will destroy you for years to come. And in essence, that's what it did because we prolonged the drive. As you say to Corey, we gifted them three points. Um, and like I said, we only had one major bad play on defense, and that gave them that long touchdown. So you look about what we do to assist them in getting their points because if we don't do that, we, we potentially have a shutout on our hands. Um, they, we, we contain them running the ball for the most part. I don't think they got 100 yards rushing total uh, for the game. I think we did hold them under 100 yards, even though um, the big running back, I can't think of his name, uh, 31, I believe is the number. And he had a – yeah, he had a decent day, but we still, as a team, as a unit, kept them under 100 yards. They didn't have a great offensive output. But just imagine if we buckled down defensively and not have those mental lapses that you mentioned, you know, what the outcome of that game could have been. You know, it's funny you guys bring that up, Zoe, because this has been an ongoing saga since the Tennessee State game where we have self-inflicting wounds with penalties where we make a great play, especially on third down, and we end up prolonging the drive because of penalties and personal fouls and pass interference that we're getting on third and long. And to answer to answer Corey's question, I, I think I attribute that to the aggression and the aggressiveness as the overall de defense. I mean, that's if there's a pro and a con, the pros are those guard, those guys are speedy and they're quick to the ball, but there's a con. The con of is of playing that that type of aggressive type of defense is the amount of penalties that you're going to rack up because of the way you play, and it's all about is all about self control and playing within yourself and having some situational awareness, and you know I'll chalk it up for for them. This is being their first season of of collectively playing together, but I definitely think as the um as the practices and seasons progress, especially next season. Um, with those those guys remaining and staying on the team, I think they'll definitely get better at it and playing within themselves. Right. And so you mentioned how, you know, it was really only one big play the entire game that we gave up defensively was the big, of course, the big touchdown, but most of it was aided by penalties. And you talked about the rushing as well, holding them up under 100 yards. They had 30 attempts for 71 yards rushing. And you talked about a season high in penalties. 13 penalties for 120 yards. We uh, that, gave them more ridiculous. yards and penalties that's than ridiculous. they had rushing. And Coach Prime talked about that going into the locker room at halftime. Defensively, it's hurting us also. They would never be in, in field goal range had not we give them uh, penalties. We, we just got to be a lot more disciplined. We got this. We got to be more disciplined. Wonderful turnout. This is unbelievable. HBC, I love you. This is undarn believable. And offensively, Yet another slow start, and this is becoming the norm week after week. We always find a way to get it done in the end, but they're giving some of y'all some heart attacks. <laughs> so they got to get off to a faster start. Right. We talked about defensively how it was a battle, but we have to put some of this on our shoulders offensively. We have to produce. We have to move the ball. So, And I asked you guys the question of what were you seeing defensively? Why were we having all these penalties? So I posed the same question offensively. Is there anything that you can attribute those slow starts to? You know, just just execution overall, um, just execution, again, situational awareness um, and just taking what the defense gives you. Um, you know, of course, you know, we can be a little bit more creative with how we approach, um, you know, some of the play callings um, and, and some of the things that, you know, happen with uh, some of the audibles that are called. But overall, it's just situational awareness and those guys understanding down and distance. And, and understanding 
um, you know, the, the, the schemes that these defenses are now creating for us. I mean, if you look at the games at the start of the season, especially against FAMU, Tennessee State, Alabama A&M, et cetera, and you look at how the defensive now, the defensive now are playing us, it's totally different. And, and those guys just have to get used and adjusted to that. And I think that's what you're starting to see in the first half as opposed to the second half when they make the necessary adjustments and they come out a lot more aggressive. But it's just, um, they, you know, they, they have to take what the defense gives them. Um, and, and basically, I, I think teams are now preparing for Jackson State to basically allow – they're going to give us the underneath. They're going to they're gonna give us the dink and the dunk passes and the short routes, and we just have to be patient um and and be able to to withstand that and, and just take it and simple as that just take it take what they give us even if they're going to give us four yards three yards to pass four yards two yards to rush doesn't matter if they're going to give us everything everything underneath we need to take it and be patient with it and play within ourselves and just execute well i i, I definitely agree um but i really really lean toward execution um we have got to get better afraid um, if we could just hold uh, a block, even if it's just one second longer, um, because pretty much now every team is pretty much doing the same thing. We're yeah. we're we're seeing cover two, um, two two high safety from every team we play, and football one on one, you got to run them out of you got to run them out of it. You have to run them out of it. And being that we we are having you know great success running the ball, that's that's what's keeping them there. Then lo and behold, we're finding ways to win regardless, but we got to run them out of it. And uh, we've had some opportunities. Shout out to Peyton Pickett. You know, um, he, ran he, he, he didn't have the greatest day, but he, he made some plays. He uh, he sustained some runs. He actually made some runs out of no way today. Uh, he's, he, he, he got skinny on two or three runs where he picked up about, you know, six, seven or, or eight yards on a couple rips. And, we needed that. And honestly, had we had more of that with that with that production per carry, you know, it changes certain things because, you know, with the offensive output that we're putting, just imagine what it would look like if we were really having greater success running the pill. So to answer your question, is we got to execute better. The I really feel like the coaches have put them in the best the best position to succeed. It's just got to execute. You know, there were some plays where you know even uh with your door and he had a great another great outing no turnovers and that's always a win for us but there were some instances where you know on uh, again a couple of sacks he held the ball too long and we had things underneath it with the check down it was wide open you know but I, but i get it you know we're trying to get try to get the offense going because we are starting slow so not to fault him and just you tend to get antsy because every defense that we're facing they're making us and requiring us to, you know, to dig and dunk and work the entirety of the field. So that's why we got to block better to run these guys out of the defense that they're in. But kudos to the offense because we're still fine. We're still finding ways to win. Every defense that we played thus far, they're taking one hand and putting it behind our back, and we're still jabbing to death with the other hand and winning. <laughs> yep, yep, that's true. <laughs> well, guys, two pivotal points in the first half that I want to talk about. And there were two big decisions by each coach. First, Alcorn, fourth and inches. This is late second quarter, three minutes to go, deep in Jackson State territory. Scoreless ball game at this point. Coach Fred McNair decides to kick the field goal, go up 3 0. What were your thoughts? Mistake. <laughs> Mistake. <laughs> 
I mean, I I I could go either way. I, I'm not gonna sit there and say it was a mistake. I mean, bear in mind, uh, it's a short y'all situation, and believe it or not, he had last week's film in his mind too because we did have a goal line stand last week. He saw that film, and granted, they were having a little bit of success, but again, we're the home team. If we stop them, you know what kind of momentum swing that is. They still got points of points on the board. And so they still maintain whatever it is that they had. So I can see both ends of the spectrum on that. I'm not gonna say it's a mistake. I mean, hindsight is 2020. We could say, yeah, you know, you go for it because if you get the seven points, but we never say what if you get stopped. Because we're at home. We get to stop there. We got juice now. And if we go straight and, down the field and score, then you know it's a total ball game. Which we did. We did score on the ensuing possession. We marched right down the field and scored. But that leads me to that second big decision that I was talking about. JSU, fourth and goal from the seven, under 10 seconds to go in the half. Huge call by Coach Prime. Again, we're down 3 nothing, under 10 seconds to go. And he decides to go for it. Well, I, I agree with the call. I agree with the whole Harley. We, I, I we, agree we, with the you, yep. you, you, the, the, the place she tells you to go for it because – we're the home team, and we get the ball to open up the, the second half. So well, yeah. I, I love the I love the call because on third down, Shadur had a wide open player that he didn't see, and I think Coach Prime saw that too. I think well, Coach Prime saw it in there, and he basically said, "Look, it's going to be open again." Well, Shaq, he threw the ball to a receiver who dropped it. So you yeah, you're talking about a man who was wide open. He found a man who was open. Yep, so I don't think we can criticize him for that. He yep. still got the ball to the receiver in the back of the end zone who dropped it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I love the play call, and and I think you know, kudos, kudos to Prime and, and the staff for basically having enough faith in the team, and the in the team that themselves having enough faith in themselves to execute that. But the you know the the players were there. You know, there there were guys running wide open in, in this game, uh, and again, we talked about it in a, in a, in a previous segment. But we just got to be able to execute and be patient and just take what they give us. And Corbin the play was there, man. Exactly, because Corbin was wide open. He caught yep. the wide open touchdown. Yep. And at the time when he makes that call, you have to wonder, is it because he doesn't have faith in his kickers? But in the second half, we attempted and made a 41-yard field goal by Bailey Rayborn. Sure. So obviously he had faith in the kicker. But, you know, at the end of the day, we scored. He went for it. Uh, we go up, gain some momentum going into the half, get the lead going into the half. Second half. Continuing that momentum, Shiloh picks off the first all-corn possession, but on the ensuing drive, we're unable to build momentum. Three illegal procedures on one possession, plus a hold. Oh Have God. you guys ever seen anything like it? No. Never. And they Never. were all legit, too, by the way. <laughs> they were all legit. <laughs> Never seen anything like it. You know, and again, that's, again, that's, that's, you know, I, I can't chalk it up to the, to the rivalry game and the intensity that this game, you know, that was evident in it, but I think it's just execution. That's a, that's, 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 that's paramount. And we, we keep talking about it, but those are the small things and the nuances that you really have to focus on as a team before you can start to master the big things. You got to master the small things and execute the small things, you know, in a meticulous way in order for you to then graduate toward the big things. And, you know, these are the growing pains that we're seeing with this team, and they're going to get better. No doubt about it, they're going to get better. But it's it's tough seeing that and seeing them make those types of mistakes in critical situations, which which could have produced points on the, on the board. Well, it, it did because well, we got a field goal out yeah, of it. That but, drive, we got the field know, goal. It could have led to a touchdown. 
we got to give Shadur some credit for constantly bailing us out of second and third and long. When I say long, oh, I'm talking about 15 and 20. On that particular drive, we were it was second and 31. Shadur has a 20-yard scramble, and then he hits a pass to Rucker for the first down. Again, Incredible. that was second and 31. But then right after that, another false start put us behind the chains again, and that's why we ended up selling for the yep. field goal. So uh, the penalties – 13 for 120. Man, to win a game and to win a game, ultimately, this game, we won the game convincingly despite the penalty. Is this not the first week that we've done that? Imagine if we would have a penalty free game. Now, we're not going to have no penalty, but a reasonable game penalty wise. I mean, these games shouldn't even be close. It equates to a blowout, like QB, <laughs> like QB once said. You're absolutely right. You know, we, we, we win in spite of the opposition you know, making us one dimensional and in spite of ourselves. And we, and we win convincingly in most of these games. So that just shows you, you know, the talent and, and, and how good this team really is. You know, again, if you, if, if, if you never saw this game, someone told you, Hey, these were the stats and we gave up this, we gave up this, you know, the granted we won the turnover battle. But if you, if you saw that, you'd be like, man, that had to be an extremely close game. It was like, no, it wasn't. And that's why that's why I use the analogy. It's like, you know, the defenses are doing their job and they're succeeding. You know, we have high attempts. Uh, I'm talking, you know, 20, 25, one game, 30 rushing attempts, not getting the yardage out of it, not getting the touchdowns out of it, becoming one dimensional. And we're still winning, which is that passing the ball, you know, should do moving the ball down the field and great defense. Also with the great kicking liability as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, he he moved the ball around. Of course, we were without Weidman, our big play threat. But shout out to Shane Hooks. He stepped in, four yes, catches, 71 yards, and a touchdown. It, was it, wasn't it just great to see him have a kind of a breakout game? We've been waiting for him all season. Started off slow, and then he had the injury that sidelined him for several weeks. So I was happy to see him get going. Yeah, it yeah, was. man. It was good to see Shane get in the end zone, man. You know, he, he came back from that injury, and – you could tell he was hungry in the game against Texas Southern. In this game, he just shot out the cannon, man, ready to get it to work. Yeah, man, he was so excited after that touchdown, and you could just see his confidence growing. So that's something that we can build on for these uh, last two games. I said two games, <laughs> and also next season. And also Keith Corbin. Keith Corbin was Keith Corbin. I mean, what oh, else can we monster say? Game. He continues monster to impress. Nine catches, 110 yards, two more touchdowns. Guys, there's a reason why NFL scouts are flocking to Jackson to take a look at Keith Corbin. Hey, I'm going to start calling him Mr. Reliable. Oh, yeah. He is reliable. Um, There's a trust factor between him and Shador. Uh, You can see that Shador started to lean on Wyman, but with Wyman out, it was like, hey, Keith, you know, my deep throw is out, man, so I'm coming to you. And he came to him over and over and over again. And I want to fast forward to the towards the end of the game. Another gutsy call by Coach Prime. This time we're up seven, still over three minutes to go. Fourth down. Now we kicked the field goal to go up ten, but there was a penalty, and we got to do over. But they chose to go for it on fourth down. We scored yeah, a touchdown, but <laughs> what did you guys think about that? I, hey, I love the call. I'm not even sure what the penalty was. They put the ball at the two-yard line, and, and the game with that close, man, no risk, no reward. That's the way I look at it. Big games like that, you got to go for it. 
Um, but you're up produce, seven, and, though, you know, Shaq, when you can go up by two scores with under three minutes to go. Yep, absolutely. So it's it's a no-brainer. And then I mean, no, no. I, I'm saying if you kick the field goal. Oh seven, well, I look you at it this way. Kick the field goal, you can go up ten. That's still two I, I look scores. At, I look they at have to score defense. two times in three minutes. They've only scored ten points all game. Well, I look I look at our defense, and you tell me that um, you know. Our, our kickers, you know, have somewhat been 50-50 on field goals. For he the just made part. a field goal. He just made the field goal. There was a penalty, but he made it. And we kicked the 41-yarder. Granted, it was Rayborn who made the 41-yarder, and it was Anderson who, who made the 22-yarder. Now, I'm not questioning. I'm just I'm just bringing it up. Oh, man, look, I, I, want, I, want, I want the touchdown. <laughs> I, it's not about what you want, though. Yeah. It's not about what you want. I'm saying in that situation when you can go up 10, three minutes to go, I mean, hindsight 2020, we scored the touchdown. We go about 14. Now, if you go for it, but you don't score, they have to march 95 yards downfield to score in three minutes. I'm trusting my defense in that situation. Absolutely. Well. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say, I mean, with our defense and them pinned down at the, you know, five, two yard line, whatever the case may be, uh, I'm, my, 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 my faith is on the defense to really produce the play uh, and get us out that game, the way they got us out of the Southern game. I agree with you, Corey, because, you know, it's still a two-position game. 10-14 is one of the same. The only difference is, you know, again, they're catching hell just getting that one touchdown anyway. So mm-hmm. I agree with it. I, you know, I got I, I, I definitely to your point, but I wasn't against him scoring. He was aggressive in his show, even oh, yeah. in QB1. Like, you know, I believe in you guys and I trust in you guys and we have a good play call that's wide open, so we'll get it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I have complete faith in Coach Prime. He was not asked about it after the game. And, you know, whatever decision he goes with it, I'm 1,000% sure he has a a valid reason. And, again, he believes in the guys, and we got it done. But I just thought it was interesting. Uh, So, again, great game, great day. Shout-out again to Shadur Sanders. What a remarkable freshman season, 28 touchdowns so far. That puts him fourth all-time single season behind Robert Kent who threw 31 touchdowns in 2001 and 2002, and also Casey Terrio, who threw for 31 touchdowns in 2010. And then Mark Washington back in 98, he threw 26 touchdowns. Shadur also has completed 248 passes on the season, which ranks him fourth all-time in the single season as well. And that is with games to go. So he definitely has an opportunity to put his name at the top of some of the passing records in the record book in his freshman season. So just outstanding. I mean, it's insane as a freshman. This guy's going to be in the record books as a freshman, y'all. By the way, Shadur also made the Dean's list. So (laughs) when Coach talks about smart, of course, he wants that to be on the field. But Shadur is also smart off the field in the classroom. So I just wanted to throw that out and shout him out. Yeah, my boy's getting ready for the one that they got already. (laughs) Indeed. All right, fellas, 10-1 regular season. This makes the fourth time in program history that we've had 10 wins in the season. That's tied for the best record in program history with the 1962 team that also went 10-1. This is also the fifth time in program history that we finished undefeated in SWAC play, though I know you're a historian. You follow Jackson State football dating all the way back to before you were born somehow. (laughs) So consider that history, man. How significant is this season? It's extremely significant. Um, you stated earlier, this is our best season record-wise uh, since 1962. Coincidentally, as great as uh, Jackson State was under W.C. Gordon, under the great uh, late Bob Hill, we'll possibly end up with a 12-1 record. 
uh, which will go down as the greatest single winning season in Jackson State history. Also of note, because no one's actually even mentioned it, Shadour has actually broken Steve McNair's freshman passing touchdown record. Steve McNair had 25 uh, passing touchdowns as a freshman, which was a record that Shadour has surpassed that with 28. Wow. 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 You know, as a, as a Jacksonian, diehard football fan, I don't think you can ask for more in this season for us to be in a position to win um, the SWAC championship and then go on to the Celebration Bowl. So these are some of the the predictions that we had at the beginning of the season. And just to see it come to fruition now and us to be in a position to execute it, I mean, what more can you ask for as a fan? Well said. Nothing more that you can ask for as a fan. This has been a great season, and we're looking forward to finishing off strong, obviously, with the SWAC championship and a celebration bowl. One more tidbit from the Alcorn game. The official attendance was 58,892. There was a report circulating that it was 62,512. That is inaccurate. The correct official number, 58,892. But don't worry, fans. We have another chance to break the home attendance record December 4th, 3 p.m., Prairie View, SWAC championship game. Let's pack the vet and let's win this ring. And actually, Cora, I'm glad you brought that up because Jackson State set a new all-time high NCAA attendance record for any FCS program. We set the record in 1997 with 30, over 37,000 fans. We were definitely surpassed at this season. Wow. Incredible. Incredible. Great stuff. Great stuff. Well, great job, fans. Great job to the team. Great job to the staff. But as the players tweeted and said on, in interviews after the game, we're not done yet. Unfinished business. More left to do. More to accomplish. We get a break, and then it's back for the SWAC Championship. So I will see you guys there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Don't try to change the culture, bro. Hey, this is just the beginning, man. Hey, recruits, come here. I'm telling y'all. If you want to be great, bro, come here. Come to Jack State, bro. Come here. It's just, bro, it's lost some words, bro. I'm just happy, bro. I'm glad we got this done, but we ain't done yet. Time for the swag championship and time for celebration, bro. bro. We need our tour ring, and we're going to get them. As we look at Coach uh, Prime down there, and uh, just, again, more of a celebration for Jackson State. And, and this was a tough game, but I mentioned before they have now won eight in a row, which is very difficult to do week in, week out, to sustain it. And last week they were trailing late in the ball game against Southern. Let's go down to Kayla Townsend. has been, I believe, at this point, do you think the rest of the world believes? We never stopped believing. Um, they thought it was just a saying. They thought it was just a slogan. But sure, slowly but surely, the team started believing. The coaches already had believed. Then the fans started believing. The Falcon team, the alumni. Then the whole city started believing. That's the result of 60,000 people at an HBCU game. And we believed all the way through. So where do you go from here? What's next for the championship? Are you changing anything? Well, we're going to enjoy today. We're, we're going to enjoy We're going to fix uh, what was broken. Fix it. They got 10 points. That, that's, that's not satisfactory. We only scored 24 points. We had a bunch of penalties. Um, we got to get better. We got to be smart, tough, fast, and disciplined. We're going to fix that. We're going to be on the practice field tomorrow. How about that? that wow. <laughs> that's how we get down. We're practicing tomorrow evening. Hey, Coach, uh, as someone who's been so passionate about elevating this program and shining a light on HBCU culture, how did that manifest in JSU season as a whole and then culminating here in this big win today? I think we opened a lot of eyes. Uh, we opened a lot of doors. We uh, 
I'm not gonna say surprise people because we came in saying we believe. Just because y'all didn't believe that they have no effect on us. We believe from day one and we knew we would be sitting right here in front of you in this moment. We we never doubted that. We've never backed off that. We we've been resilient. We never flinch. No matter what situation the game is in, we never flinch. And that's one thing I love about this young man right here. He never flinches. He he can't. But tell him what you told me today. Oh, whenever you told me Oh yeah, I said I don't, I don't like when he says that. He acting like I'm out there trying to not protect the ball, like I'm trying to throw a pick or something. So before he goes out, I always say protect the ball. He said, you know, I don't like when you say that. I said, I don't care. I'm not your dad right now. I'm your coach. So we have those moments during the game sometimes. Sure. What was the key to getting the offense going tonight? Stay consistent. Just believe in what coach is telling us to do. And that's it. Whenever we all got in the huddle and we all came together, it was like, we don't care what's going on on the other side of the ball. We just got to stick together. We just got to drive the ball down the field, score. So whenever we had that talk, that's when we scored. I know you said, Coach, uh, that, you know, it doesn't feel like the win and goal, but how does it feel to be Swaggy's champs? I mean, it's been a while since you guys had Oh, we're happy. I don't know what you've been a while. I want him, so you can't say I've been a while. And so uh, we're happy. We're elated. But we ain't finished. I'm not a celebratory type person to go in there and be clapping. We still got a, we still got a, we got some work to do. This this thing ain't over. But by, by all means, we we want to be dominant. We want to finish. Right now, we're in the middle of the sentence. We trying to get to the exclamation mark. Slowly but surely. I think we have a couple more games to do that. Go ahead. So what, what pleased you most today? I mean, the defense was dominant, only about 80, 70 rushing yards. The resilience. The resilience. No matter what it looks like, our guys don't get phased, man. It ain't no panic. It ain't no panic. As coaches, we do some yelling, but we don't panic. You know, we we, we know we are all right. We're going to be all right. We just don't like the foolish little penalties and the simplistic things that we're messing up that you guys may not know that we went over and over and over in practice and we get in the game and just mess it up. Coach, was a day like today playing in front of a sold-out crowd part of what you visualized when you first hit the job? Yes. Yes, but I don't just visualize it at home. I visualize it everywhere we go. Shador alluded to that earlier. Um, I think the only place that disappointed me tremendously was uh, who's going down the street? There ain't nobody coming. Yeah. They lost. You're a limp. Yeah, You're a limp. That disappointed me tremendously. We had a handful of people up there in the stand. Like, okay, so we could go to Memphis and pack the house, but we can't go to ULM, which is what I have way. That don't make sense to me. How you? How, who do that? So we need a party, or we need a classic to be able to go to games. It shouldn't be like that. Shouldn't be like that. The fans help us also just getting energy from. Them. So like, when you go into games, it's like really dead. It's like, it really affects us, in a way. Yeah, it was a casket in ULM. <laughs> two, two more questions. Shador, we'll uh, you guys are already talking about that final touchdown. Uh, we knew all we had to do was just score one more time. Our defense is amazing. I said that Swag Media Day. Our defense is different. And y'all just now believe it. Y'all seeing it. Offensively, all we got to do is just put up some points. We're going to win every game. They thought he was crazy. That's why I mentioned that when he said what he said, right? He's a prophet. That thing is real, right? <laughs> it's not cocky. It's yeah, it's it cocky. Don't let our, what we always say, don't let our confidence offend your insecurity. Yeah, that's right.
One more question. I'm going to say that real slow. Don't let our confidence offend your insecurity. We're confident men. Who are we, baby? Tiger. Sanders. And we said, we're cool. And that'll do it for episode 208 of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Thank you to all of our listeners. And again, be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast. Apple Podcast users, rate and review the show. And everyone, follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. I cannot stress the importance of this enough. We're looking to do some big things with this platform to aid the athletics department. And it all starts with you. Downloading, subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show. And tell every Tiger that you know. We're on all podcast outlets. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, and so on. And we'll be posting each episode on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. As always... Go Tigers. Hashtag I believe. Hashtag East Swag Champions. Hashtag the I love. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.